0: Hail the Void listeners, Jeremy, your Dungeon Master extraordinaire here. Just a note about this episode, we had a few issues recording and unfortunately didn't catch it until a few recording sessions later. Uh, We got lucky in the latter recordings. However, this episode, the Void swallowed up a bit of the group in the woods as well as a good chunk of Quillanen's arrival in Oakhurst. Uh, This has since been rectified with a new mixing board, but you will hear some additional narration in this episode to compensate for the lost data. Now back to our regularly scheduled episode.
1: Chapter two, part one of our D campaign. Previously, we saw four down and out gladiatorial slaves fighting for their very freedom, offered a chance to take their fate into their own hands by a mysterious stranger. While they made their escape, a half elf cleric began her journey to a town called Oakhurst to investigate some strange goings on. What will she uncover? Will our heroes uncover more about the task for which they've been honest? Find out now on, if I could wish a wish.
2: you from the ground, smiling.
0: <laughs> Barbarian. Uh, you come to a uh, small clearing. Uh, the, woods, the woods seem pretty um, untraveled in this area. Even as you were leaving the sewn circle, you noticed that uh, it had been pretty far overgrown and did not seem to be in, in well use. As you sit down, the elf gathers some wood, puts it into a pit, and snaps her fingers, and the campfire is lit for you. Um, she pulls a bag out from under her coat, it's a small bag about uh, about uh, two feet by two feet and she reaches in and pulls out a full-sized campfire spit and uh, reaches back into the bag and pulls out a couple of uh, of already skinned rabbits.
3: What kind of Mary Poppins shit is this?
0: Bag of holding. She starts setting up the rabbits on the uh, on the spit and as those those are cooking, she looks over at Roderick and reaches into her bag and pulls out a small keg, uh, and sort of sits it next to you.
2: Thank you.
3: He <laughs> drinks the whole thing I
2: put it up on one shoulder and start drinking out of it.
0: Alright. Make a constitution saving throw for me. Uh nine. Nine?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's good
4: stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, it start, it yeah. goes straight
2: to your head. I'm going to start whistling to myself and, and dancing in a slow circle with mm. it on my shoulder with one, <laughs> my big old blade on one arm <laughs> and the big keg on the other. And then every once in a while, I'll, I'll walk around the, to the group and I'll press the button to squirt them with the, the grog. All right. Do you allow them to
3: squirt you? I'm flying
0: around in a circle. Okay. So he's just like... <laughs> 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 oh, I'll the ground and you.
3: Um, I'm assuming I would test my limits to how far I could get away from this girl with
0: my bracelet um, well I think you have a limit to your flying height um, but I will say you get about um,
2: there's also a bunch of trees around don't get stuck in a tree
0: you, you, you go higher and higher until the point where you feel like hey maybe this is all BS and you start to the idea in your mind starts to keep in I could just fly away and be done with this And as soon as that idea creeps into your mind, you see the light on the stone uh, start to shimmer and you hear a a thrumming hum.
3: Okay. So I I know what's going on then. Then I'll get get back down to the ground.
0: Okay. As you come down, uh, the rabbit is fully cooked and ready to eat. She passes it out to each of you. Um, And she sits and she says...
2: I'm going to go on a hunt for more rabbits. (laughs) For more rabbits. Ludwig announces the group. I need more food than this, and trudges off with the keg and the. All
0: (laughs) right, so uh, Ludwig uh, walks off into the dark woods.
3: That's safe. (laughs) Uh,
0: As as he does, uh, the elf uh, looks at each of you and says, "I perhaps should give you some information then." Please. Yes.
2: Twenty-one on my survival roll. Okay.
0: I'll get back to you. Cool. She says, A long time ago, I traveled the world with a group of adventurers. We sort of all just fell into this role, but we were, we were a family. We loved each other, and we loved adventuring, uh, and we loved helping people. Belloc was one of those people. He always had a smile on his face always had a good thing to say to a person. But something happened. A monk we were traveling with became quite close with him and during one of our adventures she was poisoned through magical means outside of my ability to heal. Outside of anyone's ability to heal. We dragged her to clerics from all walks of life, and nobody could break the curse that was laid upon her. When she died, God went crazy, he began looking for ways to cheat death, to cure himself of any illness that he had, and delved into the darker magics available in this world. I lost track of him for quite a while, but recently I've heard that a man matching his description came to this nearby town within the last decade. I believe this to be Belak. He is dangerous, but I believe the strength combined in this group will serve me well.
3: What is Belloc?
0: Belloc is. A practitioner of the Druidic arts.
3: Oh, fun!
0: Some strange things have been happening at the town uh, nearby, and I believe this is due to Belloc's influence. What made you bring us together? She stares into the fire. She says, "I came to Pyrados strictly through serendipitous means." My adventuring team, we're on the way to a much more dangerous threat than Belloc. When I got word of where he may be, I could not stand by, but I could not commit the time that I knew it would take to find and bring him to justice.
4: It just so happened that there happened to be a gladiatorial match that night. So you were in the crowd and you saw us in action. Sounds like a doom quest to me if you've lost all of your companions. I hope your purse can afford
1: this tef- This
4: dividend or pay in dividends. She smiles
0: and she says, I have not lost all of my companions. Mm. Where are they? I don't see them. They are waiting me for my return. Like I said, we are on a much... Much more dangerous path at the moment.
3: Uh, out of character question: Are elves like notoriously think they're better than everyone? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. They so, also
0: live pretty long.
3: Okay, so she kind of just like you guys are all just like little servants, just do what I ask and no. help
1: me. You're disposable.
0: Uh, Ludwig, you march off into the uh, into the darkness. You're looking around. You're following some scat that is uh, trailed through the um, the uh, woods here, mm-hmm. and you actually come across. Uh, you're following the scat of a rabbit up until the point where you actually come across some bones and viscera on the ground. And uh, as you are, you found bear. Looking at it, yes.
2: You hear a roar from behind you. <laughs> I spit around.
0: This turn and you are face to face with a black bear. <laughs> a challenge! Roll <laughs> initiative. Alright. We hear him yell a challenge. Mm. This is pretty far away at this point. Make a perception check. What'd you get? 12. 17. Okay. I hope you have some hit points, buddy.
2: Not really. Uh, 15.
0: <laughs> 15 for perception.
2: Uh, but I would have raged as soon as I saw the bear. Okay, you can take that into account.
0: I will take that into account. Cool.
2: Which is my second rage for the day.
0: Uh, it chomps and it chomps at you and it swings a claw at you at the same time uh, and misses both of them, you're able to sort of dodge out of the way of both of them. Okay. Take
2: a turn. Ludwig takes a step back so that he can get a good swing with his sword, and steps forward and swings with his massive blade. All right,
0: make an attack.
2: Whoosh. <laughs> rerolling because that sucks. Uh, not any better. Wow. So he's rerolling
0: because he has advantage which allows him to roll twice and choose the higher one. Okay.
2: Six. Six.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, you lift. You haven't lifted your greatsword in quite a while except for the just recently. So you sort of lift it and you get it caught in a, uh, in a branch of the tree above. It's so freaking huge.
2: Bugbear shit! Uh fourteen. Uh it. Um nope.
0: Not a
3: hit. Alright. Okay. That's one. Did we hear this?
2: Uh it, I feel a,
3: like a bear in a barbarian fighting would be rather loud.
2: That's uh, a hit. My bad. Uh that's sorry,
0: sorry. six slashing damage.
2: Six it brings
0: uh, a claw down across your your chest.
2: Slashing damage I have resistance to so, so three damage. So three
0: damage. Yep. Okay. Um you do. The three of you around the fire do hear a, a roar, uh, a loud roar come
2: out from the, from the distance. And...
0: You're not sure if it's him or the bear. Is it a roar we're familiar with? Yeah, do I know that roar? Make a uh, survival check. Me? Yeah.
2: Okay, uh, does a 15 hit?
3: That 20 plus four. <laughs> 15
2: will hit. All right. 20,
3: okay. Plus
0: four, okay. Yeah, you know that's a black bear. There's, there's bears from these
3: woods. Uh, I'm gonna jump up and fly to... See if I can find him from overhead.
0: Okay, you begin to fly.
3: I have dark vision, by the way, 60 feet.
2: Okay, I got... That's going to be 23 damage.
0: Okay. Uh The
2: sword comes down
0: and decapitates the black bear. Yeah. Ah, I know that! You, you, <laughs> hear, you hear a resounding from below and you can see just through the tree line uh, you can see Roderick uh, uh, drop his large sword and reach down and pick up the bear head. <laughs> <sighs>
3: um, I fly down to him to just okay. to see the carnage that he has
0: created. All right. And you see a decapitated black bear just just uh, blood just... Leaking
2: out of its neck hole. I lift its head in the air and drink from its neck.
0: Okay, make a
1: Constitution
2: saving throw. Oh my God! Not twenty. <laughs> Why do you get these random? Wow. Things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks awesome. I reach down into its throat and pull out a tart and eat it. Okay, make another Constitution
0: saving throw. Uh,
2: that is a
0: twelve. All right, you gag a little
1: bit, you're able to supposed to
3: work. Where is
2: it? All right, uh, and now I would like to see if I can uh, make something nice out of its hide. Okay. Start skinning it. Roderick would like a cloak. A bear skin cloak for, for over my shoulder. Yeah,
0: I'll see your survival check, but it's going to be... Uh, you're going to have a disadvantage on it because you don't have any tools to do with.
2: I'm going to look over at my winged friend mm-hmm. and smile with the blood caked all in my beard and all over my face and my chest and say, I want to wear it.
3: I don't really think there's a <laughs> anything I can do to help with you with that. Like, I have really good survival. But I, I killed it. I want to wear it. But I can't carry his sword enough
2: to even try and. Go find something sharp. I I'll cook ice it here.
3: Ice knife. <laughs> yeah, i don't to ice knife. He's not a fan
2: of ice knife. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not that. I, I, I say, go find something sharp. I'll start cooking okay, it I'll here. I'll go
3: look for something. And sharp. I pull out
2: my cooking utensil tools and uh, start setting up a little fire to start okay, cooking to the bear. What did you roll? Uh, I rolled a 12 and then plus survival, I'm assuming. Okay. I don't know if going to
3: get a knife. I'm going to go look for sharp things.
1: Go back to camp. 18. For perception.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. uh, Yeah, you're walking back and the thought occurs to you that, hey, maybe one of my friends has something sharp.
3: Okay. I come out. Does anyone have a knife of some Uh, consequence?
0: Since you're a fellow scale person, I come over and I show you all my wood carving tools where I have fucking sharp blades. I have chisels. I have... You also have two daggers, I believe. Yeah. yeah, as well as my daggers. Um, do right any sure. of
3: them look like I could skin a bear with
0: them? Um, you might be able to skin with one of the regular daggers. Uh, it, it would take a while. Um,
3: do you want to come skin a bear with us? Yeah. <sighs> There's two daggers. Can we skin the bear together?
0: Sure. Yeah. And, half the so time.
4: and still sleep? Yeah. While they're off where <laughs> okay. the bear is, I kind of stayed back at <laughs> camp, and I want to, you know... Nonch- a lot. I, I want to see what was in the bag that I take. Okay. But um, I'm kind of being a little secretive about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Even uh, though
3: she, we're all gone and she knows they can the
0: that. The elf isn't paying really paying attention to you. She's sort of staring into the fire, and she seems to be humming some kind of a tune. Um, Let me tell you what you got. Uh, 19. Inside, you find 19. 20, 20. You find 20 copper pieces. 20 copper pieces? Uh-huh. And okay. you also find something else. You find also an opaque dark gray stone and a pale blue transpa- uh, transparent stone as well. And you also find a
1: translucent gray stone as well. The covetous Kenku Rook watches the elf with a stern eye wondering how they all could be bought with such a small offering. The elf's humming stretches out into a twiddling of notes that seem to escape her lips and dance within the fire. Rook tries his hardest to concentrate on her, but his eyes are always drawn back to the fire. The song is in his head now, spinning a lullaby so fine he feels a warmth he has not felt in quite a long time. Safety. As he slowly drifts to sleep, the last thing his tired eyes see is the elf maiden smiling, looking directly at him. It is but a few days' hike from Rashomon to her destination, and Quilonen has no qualms of walking alone in the woods. It is, after all, protected by the same goddess that protects her. As she pushes through the bramble, Quilonen takes her first steps into the busy little town of Oakhurst, As she makes her way through the streets, she watches the townsfolk scurry back and forth, setting up for the Midsummer Festival. The air is alive with jubilance and cheer. Looking for a place to rest her weary feet and appease her empty belly, she spots a tavern and inn with an old wooden sign above the door. She makes her way inside and sits at the bar where she is met with the friendly face of the innmaster, Garon. He offers her a bowl of soup and a warm stout of ale. Taking advantage of his kind demeanor, Quilonen begins to question him about the goings-on around town, especially the excitement for Midsummer Festival. Leaning on the counter, the courteous innmaster explains every Midsummer, goblins from a nearby stronghold bring an enchanted fruit to the town to sell. The fruit has the power to heal nearly every conceivable illness, bringing the sickest among them back from the brink of death. He says that every year the town pools together a purse to purchase this fruit, and it is disseminated among the needy.
3: Very interesting. I have no ailments that I need
4: to concern myself about it, but I'll be very observant to see how this seems to work in your village. Of course.
0: Well, um, if you need anything else, just uh, give us a holler, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do our best to serve you. Um, Just a uh, word of warning. I would try to stay off of the road at, in the evening uh, once the sun goes down. We've had some, some issues with our livestock here.
2: Really? Issues with livestock?
0: Yes. Um, over the last couple of years, uh, some of our uh, livestock owners have uh, had issues with livestock either going missing or uh, being found dead. Uh, with no tracks leading to them or away from them, and no sign of injury except for some needle-like incisions uh, over their bodies. It's very peculiar. Um, we've sent you know, the guard out to look for it, but so far um, nothing's come of it, as far as I know.
4: And have you know which magician, or sorcerer in your village that can define any other cause of death?
0: Uh, he, said, he sort of chuckles and he says, Uh, ain't many witches around these parts, uh, but the clerics don't think that it's anything magical, some sort of beast, but they haven't been able to ascertain what type. Interesting. And how would I go about having an appointment with your clerics? Oh, I'm sure that the morning uh, mass is too let out soon. I'm sure you can speak with uh, old Corky up there once the mass lets out.
4: Thank you kindly
3: for all this information. Of
0: course. He walks over to the window and brings you your soup and, uh, and a large uh, cut of bread. And even uh, tops, tops off your ale for you. All right, the rest of you. Wake mm-hmm. up in the morning. Gather your things together, and we still see her nowhere. Our guide, uh, having kept watch most of the night, I confer with my friends, my my new friend, and new my friend. My acquaintances. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Ludwig snores loudly in a different uh, accent.
4: Because I go, me. I go
3: just like playfully to like. Shoulder slam him
4: while he's on the ground
3: to wake him up. Like, elbow. elbow drop. Yeah, just kind of like a big elbow. Like I know
2: it's not gonna hurt him, okay. but it'll wake him up. All right. Wake up, uh, John Ludwig! <laughs> Acrobatics check. Thirteen. Uh, Ludwig goes and jumps up <laughs> and then starts coughing and then looks around and then sees that it's you and gives you a hug
3: <laughs> I uh, point to our bird friend and say like, come on the birds are chirping
0: I only assume that Ludwig <laughs> covered himself in the bear yeah. that was still sort of wet yes. well, I'm still, sure the sticky part would be so in he, yeah he's still <laughs> he's still kind of sticky all over it smells yeah yeah Chris. <laughs> alright
4: I, r- I recommend to the girl too many too many I, r- <laughs> I recommend too many that she may want to fly up and see where we are because we're in the middle of the woods we don't know how far we are from
3: o- uh as soon as i heard fly i just went up. out yes
4: make a perception check
3: okay
0: <laughs> um i asked if either of you are good at tracking if, perhaps we okay. can find if this elf left any light footprints anywhere
3: is tracking survival
4: yes I'm to the point, I'm, I'm at the point where I don't really care where the elf is. Yeah, I don't think it's we, about the elf we, at this we point. We went, she told us where we need to go, and I'm just wanna, I just want to, I want to get this done. Okay. Yeah. So I can go on my business. So uh, you're flying up, and you can spot from
0: the air um, what looks to be a small village, um, a few miles north of you. Um, also, uh, a little north of you, you see that the nearby uh, road sort of splinters off and uh, goes to the west um, on what looks to be a, an ill-kept road, doesn't seem to be well-traveled, um, and a little further outside of the, where the woods end, you can sort of see a, a black ashen area, uh, but it's pretty far out there.
3: Okay. Uh, so okay. You, go back down, relay this information to my uh, cohorts. And I'm going to say that I recommend we go to the village first, see what they believe were all these paths.
4: What direction is the road? Yeah. What direction? Oh, north.
2: I pull my sword from the ground and flip it over my shoulder and start walking with it.
4: Okay. You walk
0: down a long dirt path road. Um, As you get closer to the village, uh, notice the uh, old road that uh, too many had pointed out sort of veers off to the oh. west.
2: I also have the barrel of grog on my left shoulder.
0: Okay. So you see sort of a crudely crudely made um, oh, wooden sign on the old road that says just says beware, and... Uh,
2: be, right. be, be... You can do it. find
0: it out. Uh, Roderick, <laughs> I want you to write down flaw, illiterate.
2: Okay. You
3: just gave it to yourself.
2: I'm fine with this.
3: It <laughs> works really
4: well for your <laughs> It reads bewareful. <laughs> oh shit. Bewareful. <laughs> Boy, yeah,
2: okay. I uh I'm gonna haul off and smack him.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: Just uh, unarmed, uh Nat 20. Okay. Could uh, you two just
4: stop? <laughs> <laughs> He's you not really the character flaw. I, I just literally drop my sword, You're it sticks <laughs> in the ground and we go wham. Character <laughs> <or> flaw. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, Can I what's your AC?
0: 14? Okay, yeah,
4: I mean, he hauls
0: he, he off and hits you straight across the face.
2: Ludwig smiles smugly. Yeah.
0: You see some feathers sort of poop <laughs> off of him as, as you hit him. Like,
2: I'm going to reach out and grab just a couple of them and stick them behind my ear.
0: Could you two stop?
4: No. I start, I decide to start uh, watching out for mushrooms and other like, shade and <laughs> okay. other things. All right. Uh-huh. I'm gonna start collecting. He's just yeah. like. Okay. And I, <laughs> I the man me like there's no tomorrow, and that's definitely <laughs> definite flaw around me. Okay. All right. Cool. We All right.
0: go north. All I, heard right. I You expected. pass pass the old road. Uh, you enter into Oakhurst. You can see people sort of wandering the streets, doing their daily routine, uh, moving between merchant stalls and their homes. Uh, as well as you see some um, sort of decorative things being put placed about, maybe can make a religion roll. Fourteen. Twenty.
3: Oh.
2: Seven. Okay,
0: it must be must be another gladiatorial match coming to town.
2: Ooh. The
0: two of you know that. Uh, about the time of year that it is that midsummer is coming up, so there must be some kind of midsummer festival going on here. Kay.
2: I'm gonna go sign up.
3: <laughs> sign up for um, what?
0: What's the layout of this? Um. So as you walk in, there's a road moving north, it's sort of a curve, curvy S-shaped road, as opposed to is that. Is that the road
3: we're on, correct?
4: Correct. Yeah. yeah.
0: So right at the, the front of the ro- front of the road, the first mm-hmm. place you see is a uh, large tavern slash inn. Okay. Um and then uh well, there, there does are it have, does not have a name on it? Uh it's got a sign with a boar with a large beard.
3: Sounds familiar.
0: And uh as you uh the, the re- everything else is sort of peppered with little houses oh, cool. and everything. Um next down the road uh on the west side is a general store. A little further up to the uh, east, or sorry, to the west, you can, you can hear uh, the sound of uh, a camera hitting an anvil. Okay. On the east side, uh, where the curve, the larger curve is, um, is a long building marked the town hall. Past the town hall on the west side, there's a large, the largest building in town is a shrine. And then across the street from that is a jail.
2: I shake the cask to see how much grog is left in it.
0: You hear a drop rustling around it. Uh, there's
3: maybe a swig left in
0: it. No!
2: <laughs> and then I look up and I see there there's a tavern, Tavern, and I'm like, I'm going to get a refill.
3: Um, I kind of agree with going to the tavern anyway, because I feel like that's a good place to find and talk to people.
4: So our goal is the information? Yes. To get um, drunk. Yeah. It, how how big is this village? Is it small. So It's it's
0: kind of a, a small village.
4: And this is like the main portion. Is there a market? Uh, there's the general store. It's a general store. Yeah, okay. it's
3: right next to the
4: tavern. I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm I'm look. So I want to do a perc- um, want to do a perception check to see if there's any familiar thieves marks, like etched on okay. the wood or, or or near a door you know depicting that thieves are in this town A small okay. thieves group so uh, I go. just
3: remembered something that I should because I'm, I I'm and druidic natural whoa. 20
0: okay
3: I can use it to leave hidden messages and automatically spot messages left by other druidic people. correct yeah so I'm going to keep an eye out for that specifically for Bella's messages okay
0: roderick runs over to the tavern um Temany follows <laughs> Yeah. Push
2: open the door. Okay.
0: And then, uh, Sakre, you're just walking through the town? Are you following them into the tavern? Uh, I'll follow them into the tavern. Okay, so the three of you fall in the tavern. Rook, you're sort of walking around, keeping an eye out. Uh, you notice on the jail cell, uh, there is some thieves camp. It's the only thieves camp that you can find in this town. Doesn't seem to be a very, uh, active guild here. Uh, but you basically see a uh, a brick on the outside of the jail wall, where you, where you can actually see the bars that lead into the cells in the jail. Uh, a brick marked thieves can't. That is basically a um, a a lever to press to open a secret passage to exit and enter the
4: jail cells. All right. Well, um, I I'm I'm going to gather some information there. I'm going to go to where the thieves are, because I am it's my fellow brothers. Okay. Um, they, they, they can go in the tavern and do whatever they're going to do there. Okay. Um, but, um, I don't know, I, I think did they all just rush into the tavern? They did, yeah. Well, he rushed, they, they followed. Well, well, I'm not going to I'm just going to go. So um, They don't know where I went, I just kind of disappeared. Right. So yeah, I'm going to go in and, and, and press the stone. Okay. And uh, the doors. Make a stealth check for me.
0: All right. Stealth. Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you wait until the the sun is basically just slowly moving through the sky to the point where you wait until the shadow covers yeah. the back part of the building, and you press it, and you, uh, it opens up into a small tunnel that leads up into it. You appear sort of in a, underneath a little grate inside the jail cell. And you see uh, a a gentleman sit, sort of sitting in
4: the jail, cell, uh, just sort of whittling a bar of soap. I I, um, I, uh, I chant the thieves' uh, message. Yeah, so
0: you, uh, you reach up, and you sort of just take your knuckle and wrap on the uh, iron bar a coded message that anybody else would just hear, like, sound yeah. like water Thieves falling can. or something. Uh, but you sort of see him sort of perk up and look up and then look down at you and sort of smile, and he returns to whittling his soap, but he acknowledges that you're there.
4: I'm like, I come seeking
0: information. Are you still speaking in things, Cat? Um, yeah. Okay, So you're so you're tapping... So he, uh, he sort of looks uh, at, pulls his uh, little uh, spoon away from the soap and is looking at it and sort of tapping the spoon against the wall. And he says, uh, what kind of information? I'm looking for a certain individual that may have been here most recent. Uh, so he, he says, uh, can you give me more details? Yeah, I, I
4: explain how the name and what he looks like. He responds saying that, um, he says
0: a name, or he taps out a name, which is Hukreli. and he says... Ukreli? Yeah, he says, Ukreli's children recently went off on a quest, um,
4: possibly check with her. Where can I find this, Hukreli? He taps back, general store. Thank you. I pitch him a piece of silver. Okay. Well, oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. I don't have peach. I I, I, I pitch him a, a gold coin. Okay. Use gratitude. Uh,
0: you stick it up through the. He's van in
4: and prison.
0: Rolls across, and he's just sort of very very nonchalantly in one fluid motion reaches his hand down, scoops it up, puts it in his pocket, and goes back to whittling on his soap. Hail the Void, listeners! Hope you enjoyed the first part of Chapter 2. This chapter is going to be significantly longer than our intro chapter, and we'll test our heroes' resolve and compatibility. Um, also, for budding GMs out there uh, interested in this chapter, the group is running a slightly modified version of a starter dungeon called the Sunless Citadel, which uh, can be purchased at your local game shop in an official book titled Tales from the Yawning Portal. If you like the show, uh, please let us know by subscribing and rating us on iTunes or your preferred podcast vehicle. You can also send us a message on Twitter at HailTheVoidPod, Facebook at HailTheVoid, or email us at HailTheVoidPod at gmail.com. I just want to say hi real quick to the CSI Neverwinter podcast, who were the first to like and retweet our launch tweet. Uh, I just started listening to them at work, and I'm quite enjoying it. If you just can't get enough and want more of The Void in your life, you can go to patreon.com slash hailthevoid and help support the show. We have some goals up there for longer episodes as well as bonus episodes. Uh, We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. And until then, again and always, hail the void.